Hello loves, I'm Sharina Hansen, and I'm one of you. I'm a hairdresser, an educator, salon owner, oh, and also a single mom to three awesome kiddos. I've spent most of my adult life training and educating. Each week, I will bring you practical advice and information to help you on your journey as an educator, because I know it takes more than just talent to stand out in the crowded world of hair education. This is the Hair Educators Lab Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to Hair Educators Lab. I'm your host, Sharina Hansen, and today is another solo podcast, and I want to talk about knowing your why. And no, I'm not talking about the goal setting, knowing your why. I'm talking about when you're presenting to your peers, know why you do it the way you do it. I have three main takeaways that I will point out as we go along in today's episode. So let's get started. Back in episode two with Ron Lopez, we talked a little bit about knowing your why and how that is often more, or your whys, plural, is often more important than the hows. And what that really means for me as an educator and a teacher is knowing why you do something and being able to teach that. Why you do something is often far more important than the technique you're actually showing. So let me put it this way, a little analogy for you. If you were flying on an airplane for the very first time, you had never flown before, and the flight attendant comes up to you and they tell you, put this mask on, make sure you put it on your kids first if you have them, or I'm sorry, put it on yourself first before you put it on your kids, but put this mask on. You would be like, why? If they're just telling you how to do it, they're not telling you why you would be super confused. Well, that's often how people feel when they're taking education. Sometimes they might be confused or they're just like, well, why? Why would you do that? And if you were on an airplane and somebody's telling you to put on this, you know, this mask, are you thinking, is this going to happen every time I fly? You know, they have to tell you that if and only if cabin pressure drops, then these masks will drop down and then you put them on. So, it's really important to be able to communicate and educate to your whys. So I've mentioned before about a class that I took where I wasn't really given the whys, I was given the how, and then when I asked about the why, I was basically kind of told because I said so. I just want to tell the story a little bit deeper today um, and from my perspective as a student. So I signed up to take this very expensive color class from a great brand, um, and this brand had brought in an educator who was not really an educator, but was doing some really cool things. They decided to build this whole education experience around it and take it on the road. It was a very cool concept, and I was super excited to take this class. So I show up, and my initial impression of this educator was a bit of a... I'm better than you kind of vibe. I don't necessarily think that's the vibe the educator was trying to put out, but it's possible that this educator was in over their head and they knew it. And so the I'm better than you vibe was more of a fake it till you make it kind of situation. I'm not a fan of fake it till you make it. And this is part is it comes off as just arrogant. And I just don't know that that's what was really intended. So in this class, we all have different models and that we're going to work on with a partner who's also taking this class. Um, and so we're all doing something a little bit different. It was individualized for each 
model. I was applying a root touch-up application um, on my model with my partner when the educator comes up and is like, no, 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 do it like this. You've got to do it like this. And I'm thinking, is this person really trying to micromanage a root touch-up application? So I ask, well, why? Why do you do it that way? You know, I am down to change the way I do things. I've definitely changed my techniques over the years as I've taken education Things have been explained to me on why it's better or how it's better or, you know, what it does. And I think I've definitely changed my foil application after taking some education um, with a master colorist um, that I worked with about eight or nine years ago. So over the years, just learning different ways and finding out what I like aesthetically, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I've changed. This educator didn't really have much of an answer other than this is the way that they do it and how they were trained to do it. So that is the way. I was going to do it. Well, newsflash, this isn't beauty school, and you're educating adults, and that doesn't fly. These are your co-creators for the day, and you just, you really cannot treat them like they're in cosmetology school. I mean, many of these people probably did cosmetology school a decade, two decades, three decades, bef- like, you know, ago, and So you don't want to be treating them like they're back in school because that's not what they're paying for. So my takeaway number one is you need to tell them why the way you are doing it is better and then ask if they can just try it for your class. And if they hate it, they can go back to doing it their way tomorrow when they get in the salon. So this all happened right at the beginning kind of of this two-day education journey. And to be perfectly honest, I shut down after that. I don't, I didn't care what was being taught. I didn't care what was being brought to the table. I literally just shut down for the rest of the day. And I really couldn't hear anything and was just totally not coachable. I was just like, great. I'm just trying to get this color done and over with and like get out of here for the day. I mean, that's not really the way you should be, but in the moment, that's how I felt. So my takeaway number two is if you're not treating them with respect, then they're just going to shut down and they're just not going to hear anything that you have to say. And some people spend a lot of money to come to your class. So that's probably not the best route to take. So day two, I went in there and I tried to have a better attitude, but I just wasn't feeling it. And they knew I wasn't feeling it either. I'm sure I was putting off that vibe, that energy was like, you know, don't tell me anything. I haven't seen this person educating further and definitely not for this brand. And I think possibly they really got thrown into something that they just weren't prepared for. This is why it's so important to prepare for the job that you want. If you want to be educating, you need to figure out what couple of things you're really good at and you're going to be educating on and you should learn that from everyone you can. So back in episode four with Charlie Price, um, I think part one, he talks about how he set himself apart from all the other educators um, that were coming up at Aveda at that time by teaching upstyling. And no one was doing that. Everybody was kind of doing cuts or colors and, you know, people were kind of falling into their groups. And 
he was like, no one's teaching upstyling, so I'm going to do upstyling. And he got really busy and really well-known because he was the only one teaching that. So as they say, find your niche because the riches are in the niches. And that's why I started this podcast on this very specific niche of our market is because no one is really, you know, other people, you know, you know, I'm a salon owner and I, there's other salon owners doing podcasts about things like that um, from a salon owner's uh, ownership standpoint. And there's other educators that are, or coaches that are, you know, we'll talk about becoming an educator, but nobody was specifically talking about what it looks like for the educators in our industry, how people got where they got and things like that. So the riches are in the niches. So find your niche and go all in on that. That's not to say you can't be educating on things that other people are educating on, but you better have a reason to be doing it and like, you know, differently and have something that's different. You don't want to just be doing, you know, I use balayage as an example because it's super popular still. There's so many people educating to that, which is totally fine. But how are you doing it differently? What is different? What sets you apart from the other balayage educators in the industry? So number takeaway number three for this podcast is get out there and really develop your own technique and your own way because you don't want to regurgitate what somebody else is doing. If you're learning all these different techniques from, or all these different ways and techniques on how to do it from different educators, they're going to tell you their whys. And from there, you'll know what works for you because you've tried it all out and then you'll have your whys. But you've got to do your research. Just because you're killing it behind the chair doesn't mean you know how to teach it. That's why it's so important to take so many classes. Taking classes is a great way to develop your teaching style. So when I'm in a class, I am taking notes on how they're presenting the information. I definitely want to know the information they're giving as well, but I'm really taking notes on how they teach the class. How is the class structured? How do they put it together? What comes first? Did they start with an icebreaker? What sort of icebreaker did they do? Those types of things. Because you want to be able to teach the information and that's different than doing. And you really need to pay attention to how they're delivering the information and just that way you can develop not only your technique, but your teaching style. And you can see what you loved on like how they taught um, or how they delivered the information versus a class where you took where you're like, oh, didn't love how they did that. And that's how you develop yourself as an educator. The moment we stop taking education and stop learning is that when you become irrelevant. So you always want to be, you know, learning from people. We can learn from people that have been in the industry less time than we have. We can learn from people who've been in the industry much longer than we have. I think everybody's got stuff to share. And I think just kind of learning from all different types of people is how you really develop yourself as an educator and a teacher. Knowing why you do it, the way you do it helps so you don't get rattled. And I've talked about this in the past, and I think becoming an educator, especially early on, that's one of the things that can really shake you. People start asking you a bunch of questions. You think you should know the answer, and you don't, or you don't know the answer, 
and you should, both of those are going to get you shook in a class. So do your research, taking all the education you possibly can on the subject that will give you the confidence you need to be a great teacher and you won't get rattled or shook in a class when people start asking questions. And it's totally fine if you don't know the answer to say, I'm not sure. I'm going to, let's, you know, put a pin in that, write a post-it note, whatever. I'm going to research that and I'll get back to you. That is so much better than you trying to make up something on the fly and maybe somebody else in the class knows the answer and you just answered it wrong. So it's fine to just, you know, say that. So a little bit of a side story. Early on in my um, training career for hairstylists, I was training um, all the new stylists straight out of cosmetology school. For the most part, they were straight out of cosmetology school for a salon group here in Denver. Um, and because they were straight out of cosmetology school when, when we were teaching, most of the time people just didn't ask us questions of why. They just took in all the information. It was just kind of an extension of school and they just you know, kept rolling with learning. Well, I got the privilege and honor of having an older stylist straight out of cosmetology school. She was probably late 30s, early 40s at the time. And she always had questions. Why? 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 I am so thankful that she was one of my trainees because she made me a much better educator. I had to find out all the whys for her. And I had to learn how to break things down for her. And I had to know why we did it that way and why we were teaching it to that way. And I had to always come correct because I knew Tamara was going to ask me why. And hair is a bit tricky to educate on because there are so many different ways to do things. Like when I was uh, educating in the restaurant industry, you could just say, this is the way we do it here. So this is the way that it needs to be done. And when you're training employees, if you are a salon owner or you work for a salon where you're the in-house educator, you can just say, well, this is the way we do it here. So this is the way you're going to do it. But when you're in a class, these people have paid money. They've possibly flown in to see you and learn from you. And so you really need to be treating them like a customer and not so much like a student. I think Ron said it in his podcast about just, these are your co-hairdressers. These are your co-creators. You're going to create today. And you're no better, no worse than them. You just might have a little bit more information or you might know something a little bit different. But that doesn't mean that you're better them than them. And you really need to treat them like they paid for a class and they took the time because you know, spending your time, you know, with people and giving people your time is also super, super valuable, especially for those of us who are busy with families and like lives and vacations and things we want to do for somebody to not only pay you money, but to give you their time is just, it's a gift. And so you need to treat it like that. All right. So I'm going to stop telling stories and rambling and wrap this up. So to recap, here are the three takeaways that I want you to have from today's podcast. Number one, you need to tell them why the way you are doing it is the way you're doing it. Is it better? And then you need to ask them to just try it out for class. And if they hate it, they can totally go back to the way they were doing it tomorrow. If they like it, great. They can add it to their toolbox. They can take it along with them on their journey. Um, number two, if you're not treating them with respect they're going to shut down and you're, they're not going to hear anything that you have to say. And you really, really want people present 
and engaged in your class. It makes it so much better for everyone involved. And then number three is you really need to get out there and develop your own technique and your own way because that is what's going to set you apart from the rest of the pack out there because as we know, you know, it's hard to stand out in this crowded market of hair education. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single one of you who listen to this podcast. If you want to learn more about me, I will link to my website, sharinahanson.com in the show notes. Uh, Ratings and reviews are always appreciated, as well as if you want to, um, on my website, there's a little contact contact me form. If you have any ideas or anything you want me to podcast about, I would love to hear it. You can also leave it in the ratings and reviews section as well. I do take a peek at that over on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much and have a great day.